from the power, the domain, the authority of darkness. That's Satan's kingdom. He hath delivered you from Satan's kingdom. Praise God. That's past tense. You don't ever have to fear the devil. you got power over the devil. He hath delivered us from the power of darkness. And he has translated us. We not only got delivered, we got translated. Into the kingdom of God's dear son. So if you've accepted Jesus and are born again, you got translated into God's kingdom. You're in the kingdom. Say, I'm in the kingdom. <laughs> Hallelujah. We have redemption and it says, in whom, in Christ, we have, that means we possess redemption. That's deliverance from the fall. We have redemption through his blood. Even the forgiveness or actually the remission, the removal of all sin out of our lives. The remission of sin. And then Revelation 12, 11 says, And they, the saints, overcame him, the devil, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. So we add our testimony of faith to what the blood of the Lamb purchased for us. Say that, I add the testimony of my faith. Faith in the blood and what it's accomplished for me. Hallelujah, that's your part in it, amen? Hold fast your confession of faith. Praise God. It's the blood that purchased it that represents his sacrifice. And then it's faith in the power of that blood. We're going to look at the power of the blood of Jesus today so you can put more faith in it and tap into more of the benefits of it. Now I'm going to go back to Exodus chapter 12. And Exodus chapter 12, the Israelites, God's people, had been in Egyptian bondage for over 400 years. And they were slaves of Pharaoh and the Egyptians. And he used them to build his great cities and different things. But uh, one day the people began to cry out to God and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God raised up Moses. And then through Moses, God judged the false gods of Egypt. They had many false gods. God said, I'll execute judgment against the gods of Egypt. And so there were great judgments against the false gods of Egypt. But then... Pharaoh continuously refused to let the Israelites go. And so God was going to allow one more judgment to fall. Now the Egyptians had killed over many years uh, the male children of the Israelites when they came out of the womb. So keep, you know, most of the, keep the women alive, the females alive, but 
kill off most of the males because they didn't want them to rise up in number and, uh, you know, respond in overcoming ability against the Egyptians. So they followed that plan. But now in Exodus chapter 12, this is the time when the Lord is going to deliver the people. Verse 1, And the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month, they shall take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for a house. And if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next to his house take it according to the number of souls. Every man according to his eating shall you make your count for the lamb. So they had to not only kill the lamb, but they had to devour the lamb. And so they said, pick out the number of people according to the eating of the lamb. And then he said, your lamb shall be without blemish, a perfect lamb. A male of the first year, you shall take it from out of the sheep or from the goats, and you shall keep it until the 14th day of the month, and the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. And they shall take of the blood and strike it on the two sides of the doorposts and on the upper doorpost of the houses wherein they shall eat it. Well, let me give you a little picture here of what's happened. Now this lamb is a type of Jesus, the Lamb of God. Now there was about 257,000 lambs slain that night to cover the people, their homes. And so uh, he said it had to be a male, a perfect male, firstborn, and that's what Jesus was. He was the perfect lamb, the firstborn. The Bible said Mary didn't have any other children, children until Jesus was born. So God tells them to have the congregation of Israel, which we know that the Israelites crucified Christ. But he said, take the have the congregation, lay their hands on him. And they took a common weed called hyssop, which just represents common faith. You don't need extra special faith to apply the blood of Jesus. And he said, put it above the doorpost and on the each side. And the blood would drip from the top and drip down. And what would that form? A cross with the blood. And uh, God said some things about that. We're going to read on now. Verse 13. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses wherein you are. God said, and when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague will not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. Now it was more in the permissive sense rather than the causative sense that God was going to show them that their false gods did not protect them. 
All God has to do is remove his hand of protection and the devil, whom the Bible said had the power of death, would come in. Now, God said, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. This is why it's called the Lord's Passover. You see, the same time we celebrate our Easter or Resurrection Sunday, they celebrate the Passover. It's the same celebration, except in the New Covenant, it's the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, the real Lamb of God. Praise God. But the Jewish nation typically don't know that yet. So that's why we're celebrating at the same time. Because that's when Christ, the Lamb, was sacrificed for us. Now, I'm going to read verses 22 through 24. He said, you shall take a bunch of hyssop, that's that weed, and dip it in the blood that's in the basin, and strike the lintel and the two side posts of the house with the blood that is in the basin. And none of you shall go out at the door of his house until the morning. In other words, stay under the protection of the blood. For the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians. And when he seeth the blood upon the lintel on the two side posts, the Lord will pass over the door. And he will not permit the destroyer. Remember too, Hebrews 2.14 said, For as much as the human beings, children were partakers of flesh and blood, the Lord himself partook of the same. So that entering into death, he might destroy him that had the power of death. That is the devil. Now the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. God said, when I see the blood, which God knew would represent the blood of his son. When I see the blood, I will pass over the door. And the destroyer will not be able to destroy you. Uh, you shall observe this thing for an ordinance to you and to your sons forever. So this was called the Lord's Passover. For when the blood was applied to the house, God would pass over the door and the devil wasn't about to get past God. So the Israelites were in a place of protection. They were in a place of deliverance because of the blood of the Passover lamb. Now we see this all the way through the Bible since the fall of man about the blood. I'll share a little bit more about that with Adam and Eve. God shed the blood of an innocent animal in their place. They took the judgment for Adam and Eve. Now, in the New Testament, John the Baptist, Christ's forerunner, when he saw Jesus, he proclaimed, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Now, this blood of this Lamb would take away the sin of the world. Now, in the Old Testament, the Bible said it is not possible that the blood of animals, the blood of bulls and goats could take away sin. They could only cover over sin temporarily. But it couldn't really work in man in such a way as to purge that sin 
and free them from the effects of that sin. But in the New Testament, 1 Corinthians 5, 7, it says, Purge out the old leaven, for Christ, our sacrifice, our Passover is sacrificed for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So in the New Covenant, we do have the blood of the Lamb, and we do have a Passover, and we do have a high priest, and they did lay their hands on the sacrifice, and they did inspect him, and they could find no fault in him. So he was a perfect lamb. So all the pictures in the Old Testament, Jesus came to fulfill the pictures, shadows, and types. All those different things they did in the Old Testament were all pictures of Jesus and his saving work and what he would do for us. And so we could see, you know, we got the blood, we got a lamb, a perfect lamb, and we got uh, blood. That blood is applied to our house and our lives when we turn to the Lord. Hallelujah. And it's by the blood of Jesus that we are delivered from Satan. Remember we read, we are delivered from the power of darkness in whom we have redemption through Christ's blood. Hallelujah. Egypt was a type of Satan's kingdom. They got delivered from Egypt. We get delivered from Satan's kingdom. Legally, Satan has no rights to you. He has no power over you. No jurisdiction in your life. Praise God. If we will put faith in the blood and add our testimony to it. See, they overcame the devil by the blood of the Lamb and, in addition to that, it says the word of our testimony. Our testimony has got to be the blood delivered me from Satan and all of his bondages and all of his curses and so on and so forth. Then we got to hold fast, the Bible says, to that confession of faith without wavering. Amen? Because it's a done deal, but Satan's going to try to rob your inheritance. Now Hebrews 2, 14 and 15 says, For as much then as the children, human beings, are partakers of flesh and blood, he, the Lord likewise himself, partook. The Bible said the second man is the Lord from heaven. He partook of flesh, say flesh, flesh. And, blood. and blood. Praise God. Not flesh only, but flesh and blood. So that through death, entering into death, he might enter it, conquer it for us. He might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil. Praise God. So Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil and he came to destroy the devil. Praise God. He came to do it for us. There is deliverance. And then it says, and that uh, he might deliver those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. See, there's no fear of death for you now. You've accepted the Passover lamb. Praise God. The blood is upon the altar to make an atonement for your soul, the Bible says. Praise God. So that blood of Jesus has cleansed away sin. You, have no, you should have no fear of judgment. Unless you're going to go back and live for the world, then you ought to fear it. 
But if you're going to live for the Lord, praise God. Even if you mess up, you say, Lord, I'm sorry. Praise God. He gives space to repent. He cleanses that away. No fear of judgment and uh, no fear of death. Because Jesus came in flesh and blood, praise God, to redeem us. And then Hebrews 10, 19 said, having therefore boldness, brethren, by the blood of Jesus. Let us enter into the holiest of all. That we don't, we don't have boldness because we're so wonderful. We've been so wonderful all of our lives. We have boldness because the blood of Jesus washed away all of our sins. And it's just as if you never sinned. That's what gives you boldness. Because God, when he sees the blood, he doesn't see your sin. It's gone. It's washed away. Jesus loved us and washed away our sins. Once the blood is applied, the sin doesn't exist anymore. Thank God that's the power of this blood. It doesn't just cover over sin. It washes it away. Now Leviticus 17.11 says, God said, the, the blood is upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. For the life, it says, of the flesh is in the blood. Now it's not the blood, but it's in the blood. Amen. That's what it says. The life is in the blood. Somehow your spirit and your blood are connected. If you lose your enough blood, your spirit will get released from your body. Amen. Did you ever, I haven't done it since I was a kid, but did you ever fall asleep on your arm and stop the blood circulation? You know? And you've got to move your arm around to get that blood flowing because it's just flopping around. You have no control over it whatsoever. Got to get that blood flowing, then that spirit can work through that blood. The human spirit can work through that blood. So, uh, our blood contains human life. Praise God. There's, there's a real connection there. Now, Jesus' blood contained the life of God, contained divine life. See, Acts 20, 28 says to ministers, take heed over all the flock, the children of God, the people of God, sheep of his pasture. Take heed over all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost has made you an overseer to feed the church of God, which he has purchased with his own blood. God's blood. The church of God, which he, God, purchased with his own blood. Praise God. So there's something very special about the blood of Jesus. It is the blood of God. And being the blood of God, it has the life of God in it. Jesus said, this is the new covenant in my blood. See, now his blood, our blood was passed down from Adam. But his blood was not, did not come from Adam. His blood came from his father. Your blood came from your father. His blood came from his father. And he was not born of natural generation like us. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 5 through 7, 
It says in offerings and burnt offerings for sin, you've had no pleasure. It says, but a body you have prepared for me. So a special body of flesh and blood was prepared for the Son of God. He did come in a body of flesh and blood. But this all came from God. Hallelujah. See now, in the Bible, in John chapter 1, verses 1 through 4 and verse 14, it says this. Now when it talks about the Word here, it's talking about Christ. He was called the Word before He was called Christ. It says, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. So he is the source of life. He's the author of life. He's called the prince of life. And it says he was in this world and the world didn't know him. And then it says in verse 14, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So He became flesh and blood. He took on a human body of flesh and blood, but the seed did not come from Adam. The Bible says in Luke 8, 11, the seed is the word of God. Amen. So what the Virgin Mary received was the seed of the word of God, which God's word is the original seed of everything. Before there was anything, there was just the word. Before there was things with seeds in them, there was just the word of God. Amen. Say, God said, let the earth bring forth grass, fruit tree yielding fruit whose seeds in itself. Upon the earth, and the earth brought forth the grass and the fruit tree with seed in itself. But see, before there was any seed, there was the word, which is the seed which reproduces after its own kind. Amen. Amen. So God sent an angel with his words to speak to Mary. Mary received that word, and it was the seed of God, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Praise God. So he, he came down here. God's divine son came in a body created directly by the incorruptible seed of the word of God. Amen. Praise God. Now, he came down here limited as a man to represent man. But he was divine. He is called in the Bible the last Adam and the second man. Praise God. So we got another representative of the human race came down into the earth. Now he's got the life of God flowing through his blood. He don't have death there. He don't have corruption there. He don't have disease there. Now here's an interesting scripture and Joel talks a lot about the end time, but here's an interesting scripture. Joel 3.21, he said, I will cleanse their blood that I have not yet cleansed. 
He's going to cleanse our blood. Just think about that. I will cleanse their blood. Now remember Revelation 12, 11, they overcame the devil by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. If you're going to overcome, you're going to overcome by the blood of the lamb. Amen. And then your testimony added to the blood. Amen. Your testimony is that the blood delivered you. The blood set you free. The blood healed you. Amen. The blood's blessed you. Praise God. Your testimony has got to be whatever he said that he paid for in redemption. The blood, praise God, sums it all up. It's all in the blood. You have possessed redemption in the blood. It's yours. That's your testimony. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Now, just think about this. Death and disease are carried through the blood. You know, if, if you get something coming against you, what do they test first? Your blood. Amen. Doctors say, I got to take a blood example. And, you know, I got to take blood tests. I got to take blood out and test it for all kinds of things. Because it's in the blood. Something got in the blood. And that blood is carrying it to every part of your body. Because your blood, you know, you can take a little something to pick your finger, pick somewhere, and blood will come out. Because blood's going throughout your entire body. Amen. Well, listen, he said, I'll cleanse your blood. Amen. Spiritually and physically. Just let that sink down into your ears. Something special about this blood. That can cleanse you. Since the fall of man, things have been transmitted through the blood of our forefathers. We know that Adam's seed is called corruptible seed. 1 Peter 1.23 says we're born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible seed. Saved by the word of God. It's that incorruptible seed that caused us to be born again. When you're born Something happens with the blood. You get the blood of your father flowing through you. The Lord said he would cleanse our blood. How? With his blood. It's going to be a blood transfusion. An antidote. You know, when, when somebody gets a, bitten by a serpent... They got to rush them to the doctor so they can get an antidote into him. Into what? Into his blood. Because that venom is affecting that person's whole life. Gets in there and goes through the blood. Who's the old serpent? The devil. What's the antidote for the devil's uh, bite in your life? It's the blood. With life in it. It's blood that can neutralize. See sometimes they'll drain a lot of that old blood out. And put new blood in. And blood is an amazing thing. They can freeze it and the life stays in the blood. And they can take it. Thaw it out and put it in you. And 
And that life will flow into you if it's not infected. So you know, sometimes they've got infected blood that they stored up. You know, you don't want that blood. <laughs> you know, because it'll get in you if it's in the blood. Amen. But you want what's in the blood of Jesus to get in you. And it can be in you. And it can flow in you. Praise God. Hallelujah. It, Hallelujah. It's, the, it's the antidote. Amen. For the serpent's bite. We need a blood transfusion. Now, in Romans chapter 3 verse 25, it talks about putting faith in the blood. It talks about his atonement working when you put faith in the blood. It says through faith in his blood. We need to start exercising faith in his blood. Because there's something very special about this blood. Hallelujah. That can bless you. See, Paul even talked about when we partake of communion, the bread and the grape juice, that's a type of the body and blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you put faith, that when you take that grape juice and that, that flowing through your veins, because it, it will get right into your blood. I believe that there's cleansing power. Praise God. People even get healed by believing that. Because they're exercising faith in the blood and it's cleansing power. It's healing power. Then just like God told the Israelites in the Old Testament, a lamb for a house, they had to eat the Lord's Passover. You partake of that bread and it's faith in the body of Jesus doing what he did for you. So it represents the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. He came in flesh and blood. Praise God. And so his sacrifice... You're saying, I put faith in the sacrifice that redeemed me and delivered me from the curse and from Satan. Now let me read 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 18 through 21. For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things, such as silver and gold. See, silver and gold couldn't pay for your freedom. You were not redeemed with those things. From your vain conversation, that's your way of life, received by tradition from your fathers, like father, like son. But with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who truly was foreordained from before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who by him you do believe in God, who raised him up from the dead and gave him glory, that your faith and hope might be in God. Then down in verse 23, it says, being born again. See now, through what Jesus did, you could be born again of your heavenly father. He was called the only begotten, but now in the new covenant, he's called the first begotten. Praise God. Firstborn among many brethren, Amen. So have faith in the redeeming, cleansing, saving, delivering, healing power of the blood of Jesus. Amen. 
Now, like I said, the Israelites applied the blood with a common weed called hyssop. I mean, it was just a common thing that was all around. You know, and, and they applied the blood. That means they all could do it. It was all within every one of their grasp. God provided the blood. They just had to apply the blood. How do we apply it? By the word of our testimony. We all can apply it. We all can apply it over our homes. Over our lives. Over our bodies. Over our families. I told you the story of Don Gossett. A preacher friend of mine. How he was off preaching in another country. And the devil said. Because his grandkids and family was staying at his house. The devil said I'm sending. I think it was three or five foxes. That have rabies. Well if they got rabies. They got something in their blood. That's wrong. Deadly. And he said it was just clear to him. The devil said, I'm sending these foxes and your grandchildren are out in the yard, going to be out in the yard and I'm sending these foxes to bite your grandchildren unless you leave this revival and go back home right now. Well, he couldn't leave that revival. How many people are getting saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, healed? So he, by faith, with his words, drew a bloodline around his property. And he declared, devil, you'll not come past this bloodline. He said, we are protected by the blood of Jesus. We are off limits to you. Now during this revival, he went on trusting in God. But the strange thing that happened, the relative, one of the relatives that were there, got a hold of them and said they were walking around the, the border of his property line. They said the strangest thing, there's about three or four dead foxes with rabies dead on your property line. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. What was that? Application of the blood of Jesus. God said, when I see the blood, you apply the blood. When I see the blood applied, I'll pass over. Praise God. And the angel of death will not be able to destroy you. But they had to apply the blood. And it was put on the outside for God to see. They couldn't see the blood on the inside of the houses. See, you can't see the blood, but God can see the blood. You're blood-bought children of the living God. The devil doesn't want you applying the blood with your faith. So remember the common hyssop, the common weed is what they applied the blood with. So this pictures for us the simple application of the blood for protection, for deliverance, for healing, for different kinds of applications. Hallelujah. Maria Woodworth Enter, a powerful woman of God, said there were times when she just didn't have power. There were too many hundreds of people coming up to get healed. and It might have been midnight, two in the morning. and She said she would just take and by faith sprinkle the people with the blood. And say, you know God's healing power is here. I sprinkle you with the blood of Jesus. 
And, and she said, people start getting healed all over the place. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now the Bible said, Romans 5, 12, by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin. Death got in the blood. Death by sin. Now, what God did, first thing God did, he tried to get a confession out of Adam and Eve, and they kept passing the buck. God said, Adam, what did you do? He said, the woman you gave me. He asked the woman, what did you do? She said, the serpent. He tricked me. But now, they're under the domain of darkness because they submitted to Satan. Death came in. Problems came in. Misery, sickness, disease. All of those different things that are not God's will came into this earth. God don't want suffering or pain or misery or sickness or disease or poverty or any other thing. He wants his will done on earth just like it's done in heaven. Even as Jesus said, it is done in heaven. Told you to pray likewise. But what God did was in Genesis 3.21... The Bible said, the Lord, it reveals, the Lord slew an animal. He made the first fur coats. I, I know Peter might not like that, but God made the first fur coats. I think that's what it's called, Peter, right? Yes. Hallelujah. And what he did, it said he made coats of skins... And he covered Adam and Eve. Now before that, they were covered with glory. The Bible said God covers himself with light. Adam and Eve were covered with light. When they sinned, they fell short of the glory of God, and they knew they were naked, the Bible said. That's why we wear clothes. Human beings wear clothes, because man lost his, all the other animals, you know, shells and fur and feathers and scales and... They all have their own clothing that comes from within. Man originally did, but he lost the glory covering, and uh, then he knew he was naked, and that's why he tried to hide himself with fig leaves and so on, to cover himself. But that wasn't good enough. Man's covering's not good enough. And so God slew these animals and covered animal, Adam and Eve with their skins. Now there are six points we want to make from this, from that one scripture. Number one, that blood must be shed for sin. Because the wages of sin is death and the life is in the blood. Number two, the sinner must be covered with blood. Number three, God himself will provide the sacrifice. Amen. Number four, God will cover the sinner. Number five, the innocent must die for the guilty. Number six, God brings judgment upon the sacrifice to spare the sinner. So if we go back to Genesis, which is the book of beginnings, in there you find the seed, the beginning seed, it unfolds through the Bible. But of most of the main doctrines of the Bible, 
start off in the book of Genesis and they unfold as uh, time goes on through the Bible, it all unfolds. And you get more and more of an understanding as you go through the Bible. But we see that that sacrifice back there that God made for Adam and Eve is a picture of Jesus, the Lamb of God. We had to be, uh, blood had to be shed for sin. Hebrews 9.22 says, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. The sinner must be covered by blood in the New Testament. The Revelation 1.5 said, Jesus loved us and washed away our sins with his own blood. Number three, the point we made, God will provide a sacrifice. God provided his son because there was no other perfect lamb. He had to come. The fourth point was God will cover the sinner. But in the New Testament, the Bible said the blood of Jesus and this new covenant speaks better things. This blood will take away sin. Praise God, not just cover it. The innocent must die for the guilty. The Bible said Christ died, the just for the unjust. Number six, God brings judgment on the, on the sacrifice to spare the sinner. Jesus took the judgment on himself. He took everything that Satan could throw at him when he bore our sin and every judgment we had to face. Jesus the sacrifice lamb took it all. Praise God. Galatians 3.13 says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Amen. Curse of the broken law. The curse that came into the earth. Christ has redeemed us. Remember, we have redemption through his blood. Christ has paid the price to release you from the effects of the curse of the broken law. And it's all wrapped up in his blood. And then it says in 1 Peter 2.24, it says, For he himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree. So that we being dead to sin might live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. That's interesting, you were healed. Matthew 8, 17, quoting Isaiah 53, talking about this redemption, it says himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Praise God. When he took our sin, he took the serpent's venomous bite. He tasted death for every man. He took your sicknesses and your diseases he took it in his own body on the tree. And he died in our place and went to hell for us. Amen. The Bible said, Hebrews 1.3, when he by himself purged our sins, he sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. If we'd only grasp it, he took our sins. He took our curse. He took our diseases. In his own body. Took it in that blood. To free us. 
But there's something special about that blood because it's an antidote. He did it so that blood could flow to you and me. Let me read from uh, Hebrews chapter 9. And uh, verses 11 through 22. Powerful statement here by the Apostle Paul. It says, but it talked about the Old Testament blood offerings and sacrifices and, and so on. Verse 11, but Christ being come a high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle. See, there was an earthly tabernacle, but then there was a perfect one in heaven. A, a tabernacle not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building or not of this creation. Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, that's the very presence of God, having obtained eternal redemption for us. He went in with that blood. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctified them to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience. See, this blood can purge you and free you from sin consciousness. Purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. And for this cause, he is the mediator of the New Testament, that by means of death for the redemption of the transgressions that were made under the First Testament, they which are called might receive the promise of the inheritance. In other words, in order for this New Testament, this New Will and Testament to go into effect, there would have to uh, come a death. See, because a will and testament is not in effect until the one that made the will dies. And then the beneficiaries can benefit from the will. Amen? Praise God. So you don't benefit from a relative's death if they left you in the will. You don't benefit when you die. That wouldn't do you any good here in the earth. You know, if they left your will, said, I left you a million dollars, but you don't get it till you die. Well, that's not going to do you any good. But it's, but he wanted us to receive the eternal uh, promise. For where a testimony, testament is, there must also of necessity be the death of a testator. For a testament is only in force after men are dead. In other words, the sacrificed lamb had to die before the will could go into effect. Otherwise, it is of no strength at all while the testator liveth. Whereupon neither the first testament was dedicated without blood. In other words, there had to be blood shed in order for that testament to go into effect. For when Moses had spoken every precept to all the people, according to the law, he took the blood of calves and of goats with water and scarlet wool and hyssop. There's that hyssop again. That common faith. And he sprinkled both the book and the people. 
When he took the blood of that sacrifice and sprinkled the people and the book, they were enjoined to that covenant. That covenant belonged to them. It was a blood-bought covenant. And the Bible in Hebrews 13, verse 20 and 21, talks about the blood of the new and everlasting covenant. That God can work in you what, that which is well-pleasing in His sight through the blood of the everlasting covenant. May the God of peace, who through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do His will. And almost all things, moreover, he sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry. And almost all things by the law are purged with blood and without the shedding of blood there is no remission of sins. In other words, somebody had to die for the guilty. There had to be blood shed in order for sin to be dealt with. Because the wages of sin is death. Consequences of sin is death. So let's, before we go on, let's review a few things here. You have redemption through the blood. And we saw the Lord's Passover, that He told them to take a common weed called hyssop, which typifies our common faith. God dealt to you the measure of faith. If you're born again, you have the faith to apply this. And they applied with that weed called hyssop the blood on the top of the doorpost and on both sides and formed a cross. And God said, when I see the blood, I will pass over the door. I will deliver you when I see the blood applied. I will deliver you from the angel of death, the destroyer. So we saw that. And it's called the Lord's Passover. And then we saw that Christ our Passover has been sacrificed for us. Because we saw that Jesus came as the Lamb of God and partook of flesh and blood and he lived a holy, sinless life. But then he was crucified for us and his body of flesh and blood was nailed to a cross. His blood was shed for us. And we saw that it is the blood that makes an atonement for the soul that when Christ would bear our sin in his body, he would take the curse, take our sicknesses, take our diseases, take our sins, Praise God in order to legally free us Amen. from these things. And then we just read about the blood of Christ. That the Old Testament, the blood of bulls and goats, lambs was sprinkled on the people and sprinkled on the book of the covenant. And Moses enjoined them to that covenant so that that covenant would work for them if they would believe. And uh, in the new covenant, we find out that the perfect lamb, the Lord Jesus Christ, Pilate inspected him and found no fault in him. The Israelites inspected him and couldn't find any fault in him. They tried to falsely accuse him, but their false witnesses, testimonies did not agree. 
They couldn't find any fault in him. He was a perfect lamb. The lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He allowed himself to be crucified. Nailed to a cross. Nailed to the altar. God provided himself a lamb. Instead of us dying and suffering and going to hell, Jesus suffered that for us. When he died, this will and testament went into effect. Now the blood can cleanse you, can heal you, can deliver you. You can get a blood transfusion from the Lord Jesus Christ. Where's the blood? Where's the life? It's in the blood. The Bible said he that has the son has the life. Where's the life? It's in the blood. Where's the blood? It's in your life. You're the body of Christ and the blood flows to every single part of the body. Amen. Think about that. Amen. Just like in the natural, that blood flows to every part of your natural body. The blood of Jesus flows to every part of the body of Christ. To bring healing, deliverance, victory. That's again why it says... They, the saints, overcame him, the devil, by the blood of the Lamb. And, in addition to that, the word of their testimony. So our testimony should be that the blood of Jesus, I honor the blood of Jesus, it's working in me, it's flowing through my system, it's flowing, getting all the sewage out of my blood, all the disease and sickness out of my blood, the blood of Jesus and the life of Jesus is flowing through me. I have redemption through the blood. I have peace with God through the blood. I have victory over Satan through the blood. See, the Bible said in 1 John 1, 5 through 7, the blood of Jesus cleanses you of all sin. It's a, remember, he said, I will cleanse their blood that I have not cleansed. The Bible says, according to your faith, be it done unto you. The Bible said, have faith in the blood. So I could just feel, could you feel that? When I made that statement? That's the Spirit of God wanting you to get a hold of that. The blood of Jesus is your antidote for your whatever problem you may have. There's something real special about what I'm saying right now. Because when I make the statement, I can feel the Spirit. Just He's wanting us to stop and get a hold of that. Say, Jesus, Jesus, I put faith in your blood, blood. your cleansing blood. blood. I have redemption through your blood. I I thank you. I I overcome the devil devil. and all of his works works. by your blood. blood. Your blood is in my life. Your life is in your blood. Your life is in in me. I have redemption. Through the, blood, through the blood, 
It cleanses me from all sin, from all defilement, from all disease. It goes through my body and cleanses out all sewage from the devil and washes it away. In Jesus' name. Ooh, glory. Ooh, I can sense that blood doing something. Hallelujah. Can you sense that blood doing something? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's praise Him. That blood is cleansing out your, your system. Hallelujah. Thank you for that blood, Lord. Thank you for that blood. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 God never meant for this to just stay in the book. He meant for it to get in our lives. The book tells us what's here. Amen. They overcame the devil and all of his ugly works. Diseases and sicknesses are of the devil. They're all corruption. They're all defilement. God said nothing corrupt or defiled can enter his kingdom. So you can praise God, know that that cannot stay in you. If any man's in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. And all things are of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the blood. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for the blood. We honor the blood. We honor the blood. It flows through us. It heals us. It soothes away our fears. It brings peace to us. Makes us off limits to the devil and reconciles us to God. Hallelujah. Just like he cleanses away sin with the blood, he can cleanse away the other stuff of the devil with the blood. See, even sickness and disease is really spiritual. It manifests as physical, but it's really spiritual because the Bible said God anointed, Acts 10, 38, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, that's spiritual power, who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed by the devil. So that tells me Jesus, the Bible said, healed every manner of sickness and disease. And the Bible summarizes it as oppression of the devil. That means it starts off spiritual. And it gets in your system. But the blood can wash it away. The blood can wash it away. See that same thing's happening again. You know, some of these truths can be forgotten. Truths of the body of Christ just let lie dormant for centuries. Millenniums. The answer is a lot closer than we've thought. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, by faith, I just sprinkle everybody in here with the blood of Jesus. Moses sprinkled the people with the blood of the Lamb and joined them to the covenant. Lord, we just by faith... Put faith in the blood and sprinkle everybody's body, everybody's soul, everybody's spirit with the holy, righteous blood of Jesus. 
to drive away the works of Satan, the forces of darkness, the things of the devil. We apply the blood of Jesus, the living blood of Jesus to everybody's body, soul, and spirit in the name of Jesus. And if you slip into sin, the Bible said, confess your sin, and the blood of Jesus will cleanse you in. It's the antidote to get junk out of your system. Get disease out of your system. The blood is the antidote for the serpent's bite. The serpent's venom. Say the blood is the antidote. Hallelujah. You see, the Bible said Christ is dwelling in your heart. What does your heart do? I know you got a spiritual heart, but what does your natural heart do? It pumps blood. The life of Christ is in you. Pumping through your system. What we have to always do is to appropriate it, apply faith to what he's provided. That's our part. We, we apply faith to what he's provided. His life is now in your blood. Why? You're born of God. Do you know the Bible calls him the only begotten son of God until after he paid for our sins. And from that point on, he's called the firstborn among many brethren. And the Bible says in John 1, 12 and 13, for as many as received him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God. Which were born. Everybody say, which were born. Just think about that. Which were born. Not of the will of the flesh. Not of the will of man. But born of God. If we're born of God, we have to have His blood in us. Because the blood comes from the Father. And the Bible says that you were alienated from the life of God, but now you're no longer alienated from the life of God. Gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Have faith that His life is flowing through your life and cleansing everything out that belongs to the devil. You got the antidote. You got the antidote. Born of God. You, the Bible said you are of God, little children. And have overcome them. Because greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 and 18. Again, therefore, if any man or woman is in Christ. They are a new creation. Old things, old ties with Satan have passed away. You don't have to stay bound anymore. The prison doors are open. The shackles are off your life. Praise God, you whom the Son sets free is free indeed. He frees you, spirit, soul, and body. If any man's in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. And all things are of God. Yes, 
How do we have that? It goes on to say in the blood we got. What do we do? Well, what did they do to apply the blood? With common hyssop, with common faith, the faith God gave you when you got born again. You add your testimony to the blood. And you start saying, the blood of Jesus is my antidote. Nothing of the devil can stay in me. Because the blood of Jesus rules in my life. I submit to the blood of Jesus. I have redemption through the blood. The blood is cleansing away all disease and sickness. God said he'd heal all my diseases, take sickness away from the midst of me. He's doing it with the blood of Jesus that flows throughout my entire body. Amen. See, the blood goes to every part of your body. And the blood of Jesus goes to every part of the body of Christ. Because the blood goes to all the body. So you add your testimony. We, they overcame the devil. Two things. By the blood of the Lamb. That's been dealt with. His blood was brought up into heaven. And accepted by God. As the price of our redemption. By the blood of the Lamb. And in addition. The word of our testimony. Start saying you're free by the blood of Jesus. I'm healed by the blood of Jesus. Amen. I'm free from the works of the devil by the blood of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Your blood, your life is flowing through me. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I preach myself happy today. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Give the Lord a clap off. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. The life is in the blood. And His blood is in our life. Hallelujah. We had our testimony. I mean, this, this is not hope so, think so, maybe so stuff. This is done deal stuff. Praise God. This is done deal stuff. It's a done deal. When He brought His blood in and God accepted it, God said it's a done deal. They're free. Purchase price has been paid. All they got to do is add their testimony to it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Add to your testimony that he's done it. Not he's going to do it. He's done it. Thank you, Lord. It's working in me now because you did it then. I have now. Praise God what you purchased for me then. Faith is a response to what he's already done. Faith in the blood. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God for the blood of Jesus. This is a real covenant. God didn't want us to just get religious. I don't feel religious at all. And I'm the pastor. But I do love God. And I do believe the Bible. And I believe, just like Paul, when the angel of the Lord spoke to him, he told those on the ship, because it looked like the ship was good, like everybody was going to die. He said, I believe God. It will be to be just as he told me. It's going to be just like he said. Praise God. Hallelujah. Do you believe it's just like he said? Amen. You got the antidote. You're not trying to get it. You got it. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Shout praise the Lord. Thank you for the blood. It's working in me. Nothing of the devil 
can stay in me because of the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for total victory for me. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory. 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 Hallelujah. You know what I said that about four, five times when I said about the blood doing that? I just sensed a holy hush. Like something. The Spirit wanted me to stop. Let, her, let that sink. Jesus said, let these sayings sink down into your ears. He wanted to sink. wanted His truth to sink down into you. Hallelujah. Father, we do thank you. We love you and praise you and give you glory. We thank you, Lord, that the blood of Jesus is the antidote. It's already accomplished. Now we stand our ground on that blood. And that's our testimony. A word of our testimony to that blood. What it's done for us. And we thank you. Just like that blood applied killed those foxes that were coming to bite Don Gossett's grandchildren and killed those rabid foxes right around that bloodline. It can not only kill foxes, it can kill every kind of disease and sickness known to man. Because the antidote is in that blood. Thank you for it, Lord. We give you praise and glory. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. 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 Glory to God. Hallelujah.